Our scripture for this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 33. Before I read the scripture, I just want to take a moment of personal privilege to introduce my parents for those that don't know them. Miguel Ángel Vélezáez and Anandujar. Dad's been in ministry for 52 years. He started at 10 years old. <laughs> now he is about to retire in December 31st after 52 years of serving the local church and the church in general uh, in different capacities. And so uh, we're privileged to have them visiting with us. Um, Dad has been under treatment for, for cancer for over a year. And we are pleased that so far his cancer has been treated and he is so far in good standing and we're just waiting on the last biopsies to just confirm that, but we're declaring it in the name of Jesus done, um, that he is clear. So we're just grateful to be able to share with them um, and have them with us. Our scripture again comes from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 through 33. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Scripture today begins with a word that is key. It's the word therefore. Therefore. Whenever you hear the word therefore, it means something came before that that is relevant to what is about to be said. It always tells you that this is a reaction or a response to what has already been shared. So in order to understand the scripture that we have today, we have to look back at chapter 6 and see what Jesus has been talking about throughout the chapter you see, Jesus had been telling people about a variety of things. He had been talking to them about behaviors. He had talked to them about giving and praying and fasting. He had talked to them about how they seek treasure in this life. He had talked to them about what they set their eyes on and what they pay attention to. And he had talked to them about how they can't serve two masters that they have to choose whether they'll serve God or something else. 
And basically, after telling them all of these things, after sharing with them, this is all the things you need to do about prayer, about fasting, about, about giving. After you hear all of these things, Jesus says, therefore, don't worry about a thing. It almost makes it sound too easy. If you pray, if you fast, if you give, if you seek God, if you worship him, then you have nothing to worry about. Nothing at all. Too easy, right? We wish it was that easy, right? Basically, when Jesus says that, all of us go, but, 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 I got all of these things that I worry about. I've got this long list of things that I take my attention and my energy that keep me up at night. Have any of you ever had that where you were trying to go to sleep and your brain will not be quiet? And you're like thinking about all the things that you have to do tomorrow and the next day, all of the concerns that you have for other people. Sometimes you stay up late and just have to end up praying because you just can't settle down. And we do that. We worry and worry and worry. And these things take up our attention. They take up our focus. They distract us sometimes from the things that we need to pay attention to. And if you think about this, this is not new. Since the beginning of time, people have worried about these things. Adam and Eve were probably walking around in the Garden of Eden and going, which tree are we going to eat from today? What are we going to do? Which way are we walking? Are we going that way or this way? Well, at least they didn't have to worry about what they were going to wear. But they, they, since the beginning of time, people have been concerned about these things, about the things of life, things that we Think about like what we're going to eat and what we're going to wear and where we're going to go and what we're going to do. It's like an everyday thing. There's not a day when you wake up and, and not worry about these things, even if just a little, because we all have to engage in them. Now, when you add to that the fact that we live in a consumer-oriented society in which these worries are amplified, then it really begins to wear on us. Because now it's not just what am I going to eat. It's what I'm going to eat. Low carb, healthy for me, high fat, low fat, sugar free, organic. How many points is it on the Jenny Craig scale or Weight Watchers? You know, everything now is, is more complicated. Now there's labels that are longer than the than the can, it seems, you know. you got to read all the way through just to figure out what you're eating. And so we worry about these things, and in our attempt to be healthy, we get consumed with these things. Or we just give up and eat everything that comes our way and join the crowds. And then you turn to the drink and you think, this one will be easy, right? Not it used to be, you know, do you want coffee or tea or soda, right? Not anymore. Now it's do you want caffeine-free and carbonated or non-carbonated, Splenda, Sweetener, Zero? Do you want natural or do you want it on, on, on ice or no ice? Lemon or no lemon, pulp or no pulp if it's juice. I mean, the, the, the decisions and the things are endless. 
and it makes your head spin. And we worry about stuff. We worry about having the latest phone and computer and car and TV and everything else. And in our fascination with technology, we give it a place of high honor in our lives to the point that sometimes we worship it instead of worshiping the Lord. And it adds to the anxiety of worry and concern because the minute you buy something technological, it's out of date. And you're always trying to catch up. So in the context of this chapter and of the worries of life that are many, Jesus is telling us, don't worry. He's telling us, don't worry about a thing. Don't worry about these things because your heavenly Father knows what you need. He is aware of every need that you have, and he will take care of you. Sometimes we even worry about the fact that we're worrying. And then we get anxiety attacks and panic attacks. And that's why I like the illustration of the baby, because truly what Jesus is inviting us to do is to become babies again before God. A baby is totally dependent. A baby cries out when it has a need. And a baby trusts that its parents are loving and caring enough to come to their aid. And Jesus is saying, you have a heavenly father that loves you so much that he is going to take care of you in those times of need. You don't have to worry. Cry out to him. Let him know what you need. Well, after making it abundantly clear that we are not to worry, Jesus says that worry is actually pointless. And I love this because sometimes we worry so much that we forget that by worrying, we don't advance in anything. We don't get any closer to a resolution you might get an ulcer, but it doesn't help you to resolve your problem just worrying about it. And Jesus says, look, all that time that you're wasting worrying about things, you could be using to draw yourself closer to God who can take care of that concern and that need. All that time that you're using searching for all these earthly treasures and things could be spent in prayer. It could be spent in the Word of God. It could be spent witnessing to someone else. And all of that energy that you're wasting in wearing could be used for the kingdom of God. And then Jesus reminds us that no matter how much we worry, how much we try to take care of these needs, we can never take care of them as well as our Heavenly Father can. And to me, that's really important because, you know, we always think, I got this. I, I'm going to take care of all this. And Jesus says, why would you want to do that? Don't you see that God takes care of the birds of the air and the lilies of the field and the grass that is in the field? He clothes them with majesty and glory every single day. He provides for them even 
even though they're just there, not doing anything but existing. God cares for them because they are his creation. Won't he take care of you who are the pinnacle of creation, who were made in the image of God? Won't he care for you enough to provide for your need when you need something? And Jesus even goes as far as saying, look, it's the Gentiles that strive after all this stuff. Don't be like them. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these other things will be added unto you. But I don't know about you, but worrying still comes to me. It still attracts me whenever I'm in a situation. The instinct is to worry, to worry, to worry, to worry. And if you've ever had a problem with a behavior, you know that one of the ways that you have to combat a behavior is by replacing that behavior with a different one. Because otherwise, what happens? You're going to keep doing it. You're going to keep engaging in worry if you don't find something different to do. And this is where Jesus' advice is so useful to us. When we have something hard to do, it is helpful to have that alternative. For example, if I want to be healthier, I've got to choose to go to the gym instead of sitting around watching TV all day. If I want to be able to know my Bible, I've got to pick it up and open it and read it. If I want to draw closer to God in prayer, then I have to set time apart to pray. If I don't do those things, if I don't change my behavior, I'll continue to do what I've always done. And what Jesus was saying is, it's time for you to stop worrying. And instead of worrying, here's what you do. Strive for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Devote all that energy that you are wasting in worrying to his ways and his things. And when you seek his kingdom and his righteousness first, all other things will be added unto you. And that's a promise. That's a promise that Jesus is making to us. He's basically saying, you seek God first, and he takes care of the rest. And that means that you turn it over to him, and you trust him. You know that he is the provider and the giver of all things. Well, as I read scripture, I find that in this time of the year, in which we're drawing closer to thanksgiving and the idea of giving thanks. Another important technique that we can use to combat our worry is to show our thankfulness to God. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, remind, reminds us, it is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us to give thanks in all circumstances. If you want to stop worrying, then spend your time thanking God for what he's already done and not counting the things that you don't have. Spend the time counting the blessings so that you can say, thank you, Lord, because I know that you've provided for my needs. During this week, many of us will sit around the table and share a meal with family or friends. And the tendency will be to share our thanksgivings 
for one day. But Jesus is inviting us to be thankful all year round. He's asking us to live our lives for the kingdom in such a way that every day is full of thanksgiving for everything that he has done. And that that thanksgiving will push our worry to the side. Because at the end of the day, tomorrow is in God's hands, just like today was, and just like yesterday was. Every single day belongs to God. So let us leave tomorrow in God's hands where it belongs. Let us not worry about things, but put them in his hands. And let us know that God will never let us down. Just as a father and a mother don't leave a baby to starve, God doesn't leave us orphaned. When we need something, he comes and he supplies our need. Let us pray. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for the invitation to truly just seek you first and let all other things be added on to us. I thank you, O oh Lord, because I know that every time we worry, you smile and you smirk because you've got everything in your hands. I ask, O oh Lord, that you will help us to trust you with all of our concerns, all of our cares, all of our worries, all of our needs, that you will help us to trust you with our family, with our health, with our finances, that we will help be able, O oh Lord, simply to walk in faith, knowing that you love us and that you are our Heavenly Father who provides for our needs. Now, O oh Lord, we just ask that as we go through this week of thanksgiving, we will not forget to thank you above all else for the gift that we have in Jesus, for the life that he has given to us, and for the opportunity to be your people. Thank you, Lord for loving us so. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The altar is open. If you have a need that you want to bring before the Lord, the invitation is to leave it at the altar and not carry it back with you, to turn it over to Jesus, to let him supply your need.